on Maroon and Bold, Evan and I will discuss the new coaching hire of Jim McElwain at Central Michigan for the football program. And hello, everybody, and welcome into Maroon and Bold, the last edition here of the fall 2018 semester. My name is Andrew McDonald. Across from me, Evan Petzold. I, I'm doing this a little bit different. Dylan uh, Getz, who's usually on here as our host, he's uh, he's got some stuff going on today with some meetings and everything, so I'm filling in for him as the host today. But us two are usually on the show, so you guys know us. Evan, overall, how are we feeling this week? Pretty big week for uh, around here on campus for the sports area. You know, back in my day, the Game Boy Advance. That was where it was at, and everybody wanted it, right? Mm-hmm. That was the go-to game to have. That was what you want under that Christmas tree. You wanted that Game Boy Advance. You wanted to open up that package, see that Game Boy Advance, and you knew that when you opened it, it was going to be at about 25% charge. You had to reboot it the rest of the way, and you were going to play all day. Sure. And for me, one Christmas, that's what I wanted. That, that's what I asked for. I said, I want the Game Boy Advance. <laughs> but then, plot twist... Game Boy Advance SP with the little light on it. Mm-hmm. Different format comes out. And I and I, you know, me being young, I was just like, all right, I want the Game Boy Advance, not really realizing, oh, like a new a new items come out, like the next next best thing is out there. Lo and behold, under my tree on Christmas morning is a Game Boy Advance SP. <laughs> and I was like, what the heck is this? This is like the next, this is like the next best thing. I didn't even like know this was out. And you know what? I bet you Michael Alford feels that way a little bit. Getting Jim McElwain to come to CMU is a little bit like finding that Game Boy Advance SP <laughs> under the tree with a couple Pokemon games, and, and you add in you know wh- whatever games you like, whether it was you know wh- whatever whatever games you wanted. That's what it was. It was the total package under that tree, the best you could possibly get. Jim McElwain, so Michael you're, you're Alford. You're telling me right now, Jim McElwain is basically something you plug into the wall and. He can play, or I'm confused. I mean, hopefully he gets that team playing the right way. <laughs> but he's the guy to do it. I mean, no, when you take a guy like Mack sure, who I, has the experience and the understanding of what it means to be a head coach and, and to be successful as a head coach, and also to be able to pick the brains of you know, Nick Saban, Mark D'Antonio, Jim Harbaugh, I mean, come on. Yeah, this guy's been around. He's not someone that isn't proven in the college game. He's played for a while. Gets a five-year deal for uh, $640,000, you know, overall. Pretty good, pretty good way to go for him. Um, but when you, I just, I guess when you look at it, it's kind of. Uh, I think it is the best thing that CMU could have possibly gotten. I don't think you could get a bigger name than this. And you know, we've talked about in the past in this podcast how we thought that you know Alfred might have been going out to look for someone that was going to you know really make his mark here. Whether we think he's here as just a stepping stone or we think he's here to stay for a while, we don't really know. Either way, he made a hire with John Bonamago that he clearly thought he made a big mistake on, and he's trying to make up for it by making a humongous hire, and I don't think he was going to settle for anything less. Um, I think it kind of works out pretty good for Jim uh, Elwain because he wasn't that far away already in general. I think the fit was perfect at the time. It gives him a chance to be a head coach again. Um, you know, and it's a conference that obviously is of lower talent than you know conferences he's been in before. So you got to imagine when a guy like this comes in, you're going to get people that want to come and play for him and and really make a difference in this program. Because when you go one and eleven, something does have to change. I think this is definitely a step in the right direction. And you know, they need more offense, and they got an offensive mind at their head coach now. 2014 Mountain West Coach of the Year, 2015 SEC Coach of the Year, overall record, you know, a, a winning record, a, a plus 20 winning record, as a matter of fact, and a winning bowl record. I don't really know what better was out there to get, yeah. in a sense. I mean, Tony Anise, you look at him from Ferris State, a guy that we talked about a little bit, and 
I mean, he's a D2 coach. He's never coached D1 it's football. It's amazing to me because you he still hear have, people like talk about it. I know, but and the thing is, though, he doesn't have D1 connections as far as like recruiting goes, and that's a huge deal in college football, especially at the Division One level. Is you know he is getting like the leftovers of the leftovers when it comes down to Division Two. <laughs> McElwain's coming here, and and he's already had people that have been interested in transferring. I mean, there was a Mid-American Conference quarterback who's interested in transferring to CMU, and I think that just goes to show people want to play for this guy. People just do. I mean, he's already actively recruiting um, a corner a cornerback from Fresno City Community College. That's a guy that they want to try to bring in. Messiah DeWeaver, a quarterback from EMCC, they want to bring him in still. That's still definitely part of, of McElwain's plan, if that's possible. It's just a good hire. People want to play for him. He's a big name. And you know what? Tip of the cap to Michael Alford. Yeah, no, you know, for sure. Sometimes I feel like sometimes you give him a hard time because, yeah, you know, maybe he, he <laughs> extended Bono's contract. And, you know, we, we the media gives him a hard time. In, in a certain sense, but you know what? I think rightfully so. Yeah, rightfully so, but also rightfully so in praising him for bringing in a guy like this as saying, dude, this was this was, this was was a damn good hire. No, for sure, and I mean, speaking on John Bonamago, he does end up walking away with that buyout this week of 834000 so um, he got he got what he got out of that. Um, at the end of the day, it's all done now. They have a new coach, so I guess what you, know, you really have to do is just start looking forward as a program. You already talked about how, you know, Evan, you, you tweeted out this week, multiple recruits that are going to be here this weekend. Um, at, at probably, you know, all over campus, I'd imagine the basketball game and stuff like that. Um, you know, with what was it, 13 different guys, I think, that they've are going to be there? They've got all 13 commits, guys coming from you know, three, four guys coming from Florida, some coming from Illinois, and then other in-state kids. But all 13 commits coming up here this weekend, and that's McElwain's way to say, hey, nice to meet you. I'm coach. Let's do this thing. Yeah. And then next weekend, that's going to be when all the, the non-commits come to try to finish up their class, add transfers and, and such. And the Fresno City college cornerback, um, his name is Oziah Williams, and he has heard from McElwain and the staff about, hey, we want you to transfer. We want to invite you to a visit. We haven't offered you yet, but but come come take a look at our program and see what, what we can do for you and what you can do for us. And then also going forward, too, I mean, the coaching update is obviously huge. I mean, you look at who's out, defensive coordinator Greg Colby, Offensive coordinator Chris Ostrowski, special teams Tony Coxum, linebackers Mike Dietzel, running backs Jaden Everett, wide receivers coach Marcus Knight, and defensive line coach George Rickenstrick. All those guys are out. Still in is tight ends coach Tavita Thompson, offensive line coach Derek Frazier, and defensive backs coach Corey Hall. Derek Frazier, obviously the offensive line has been atrocious yeah, for the past few years, and especially this last year. Um, the word on the street is that Whoever McElwain hires as his new offensive coordinator is going to decide ultimately if he wants to keep Frazier. I assume Frazier doesn't stay, but that's just a courtesy to say, yeah. hey, we're bringing in a new OC, and he'll make that decision because we want him handling those well, specific positions, and, and that's kind of how it works. When, when you make this big of a hire, you kind of figure the guy's going to get his own staff in there anyway. You kind of figured a lot of the old was going to end up going out. I, mean, I, I like was... I like keeping Tavita Thompson, though. I mean, he's yeah. a, a first-year you well, know, not everybody on that staff coach. was bad. I, I don't think we even thought no. Greg Colby was a bad coach. Well, didn't Greg think, Colby walked out on yeah, his own. Yeah, I know. Like, see, you, you just knew you were going to lose some of these guys. It doesn't mean their whole entire staff was garbage just because of, you know, I, I don't even think yeah. Montemago was garbage. And but. it doesn't mean that McElwain, like, fired them all or kicked them to the door either. That's yeah. the thing. I mean, 
Colby left on his own terms. No, and, and some I, of these guys just said, "I'm out." You know, McElwain made it very obvious in his you know press conference and everything, and then talking to us afterwards, um, just about how he wants to make sure that these new recruits that are coming in and, and you know people are going to be involved with it. They're like, "No, you're here. Like, just because mm-hmm. I'm the new person doesn't mean that you have to expect that you know you you should leave or you should go." Like, he wants them to know, like you know, you've been committed here. This is your place you want to be. He made that very, very obvious. Um, said he wants to keep the in-state tradition, you know, going when it comes to recruiting. Wants to keep doing that while also bringing in some people from out of state. He's he's not opposed to that either. Um, but he definitely said he wants to find. He used the word jewels. Um, to be able to find some of those. He thinks he has a lot of resources, and it makes sense when you coach at Michigan and Michigan State. I mean, you have, you know, plenty of lines to go look to. You've been around it before, so it's not like he has no experience, um, recruiting inside the state. So I think I think really overall. You know, you wrote the column about how you agreed with it. I, I can't agree with it anymore either. I think this is a, a great hire for CMU. I don't think they really could have found something that added up as much as it does with this right now, with the situation that they're in as a program. Um, and, he, and he knows he has a lot to rebuild. I mean, if, if you're a CMU fan right now um, and you're out there looking at next year, you know, you got to give this guy time. I wouldn't expect, you know, a, a, a dazzling season next year of, you know, competing for like, a huge bowl game or anything. I mean, they might surprise some people and make a bowl game, but either way, I wouldn't be expecting a lot, but this is the kind of guy that can, I think, turn a program around simply because of his name in this conference um, within just a few years. The other thing, too, looking at other candidates and, and the like, Mike Stoops was a guy that was at Oklahoma um, you know, before he got fired. He was the defensive coordinator there, worked in a couple different, different positions, but... Um, I mean, he has head coaching ties with Arizona from 2004 to 2011. He seemed like a guy that, um, according to the reports out there from like ESPN and Football Scoop, that he was the guy that that Alford was targeting. Even though Alford said, you know, yeah, we've got we had him down. You know, McElwain is like our guy from the very beginning. Everyone has a list just in case it falls through. I guess Mike Stoops was on that, and you, you maybe want to ask why not him? I mean, 41 and 50 overall coaching record. Um, as a head coach, and then one and two in bowl games. And also looking at where he's been as a coach, Iowa, Kansas State, Oklahoma, Arizona, and then back at Oklahoma again. So you take a look at the fact that that guy was never in the Midwest. And I think that was huge in bringing in McElwain is when you know that you're going to have a guy that, I mean, he he spent time at Michigan State. He was at Michigan. He was at Florida. CMU's got three recruits, four four commits, something like that out of Florida already right now. Like he has those ties. And I think that's that's super important to have. So I think recruiting played in to a huge reason why McElwain was picked over Stoops in in that regard. But then obviously with you know, we kind of got into it with Tony and Nice. He, yeah. he's he's just getting getting the leftovers. Yeah, no, for sure. I I agree with that all, but I guess what what are your immediate expectations for him? What do you think that he can bring into this season? Um, you know, in his first year, I guess what what should people expect? That's I think a lot of people are wondering. You know, I think you should be able to expect him to bring in a solid transfer quarterback, and that that's got to be what you you need. You need to do that. And then as far as record goes and in the like, I don't really know. They could be. They're probably going to be pretty bad again. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're probably not going to be that good. But then we're gonna. But even by next season alone, recruiting is going to start to pay off. We're going to see his big name. You know the big name head coach bring in some of these big name recruits, guys that 
yeah, I mean, maybe they're Michigan and Michigan State are thinking about offering them, and CMU swoops in and steals them away. Maybe that's the type of guys that that he's finally able to bring in. But I wouldn't expect him to turn things around in one year. And people are saying that oh, he's just using this as a stepping stone to to get to the the next level, and he's going to leave in in one or two years anyway. Well, the mm-hmm. truth of the matter is, no one's offering him a job if CMU wins two or three games next year. Yeah. Like he, the only way that he's gonna be able to move on and move up and get back to a power five is if CMU wins. And I, I realistically I don't think CMU becomes a Mac powerhouse for three more years. Yeah. To be honest. So I see this guy staying for for three, four years, maybe even five and, and going all the way through his tra- contract, but I don't think he's a, a one and done or a two and done like some of these guys are suggesting because the only way to move on is to be good enough to move on. Yeah, and he can't. You, He's not going to just that strike record. gold. You know, you can't just find that that pot of gold at the end of the rainbow all the time. That's not that's not how it works. No, it takes not, rebuilding. He's not going to show you that in just one season. And that's you know that's what fa- fans fail to understand time and time again is that it takes time to build a program and everything. And winning is much harder than losing. Um, and you know CMU this year they they found out that losing was a lot easier than winning when it was a year ago um, by simply losing players that they had that were veterans and everything else. CMU lost even more though. Some of the recent guys that have went to the NFL, you know, like, like Xavier Crawford and Sean Bunting, those guys are gone now. I mean that that those were people that you were going to look to come back next year and at least keep that defense somewhat of a strength. Mike Dana could go uh, with all the seniors that gra- yeah exactly with all, and with all the seniors that have graduated. I mean. You look at that, that defense is going to be hurting too. The one thing they do have for him is a lot a lot does come back on offense, but it Ryan was such Tice. a <laughs> that he do have a kicker. He do have a kicker that we know can make field goals. But no, I mean like I mean you just look at it overall. It's like, yeah, sure, they do have a lot coming back on offense, but they they didn't produce a lot. So is that ever going to be talent that can come out? Sometimes you get a coach that comes in and can get more out of their talent than you know what, maybe Bonamago could have got out of him. And maybe this guy, he has a way more strict attitude, it seems to be. I mean, we're not going to know anything until we actually see it. Um, but, you know, just just based off the way he was talking was, you know, like he said, like, you know, it's <laughs> kind of the comment we all kept joking about that in the press conference when he was talking to the guys for the first time, he was like telling them to sit up straight and stuff like that. I mean, I don't know. He, se- he seems like a guy that really wants to implement as well here and get some discipline going around this program that might have been lacking it um, over the past year or so with Bonamago and, I think that's I think that's definitely a start in the right direction, but people are just gonna have to understand that this is gonna take time. They're not just gonna win games just because this guy is a big name hire. He has to build a program. He has to get his guys in the system and be able to win. You got to give people time for that. I mean, we both said it. There's really no other way around that. Yeah, and you have to remember too. Some of the guys that they are gonna be bringing to this team. I mean, Virginia Tech transfer, Khalil Pimpleton. Yeah, you have him coming. You have Draymond Hall. You have Jerron Irving Bay. The last two names coming from Michigan. Andrew Ward is, I mean, he he is going to be a guy at linebacker that's going to do some damage and help fill those spots when it comes down to losing Malik Found and Alex Briones. There, there are transfer options. Hopefully, you know, they're going to add more, but man, they they have some pieces. They just got to put it all together. They, they really do. George Pearson, what can he really be at quarterback? Yeah, exactly. Quarterback's still it's, your it's biggest just, question, I mean, no matter what the offseason. Oh, of course it is. Unless and, they get a transfer, though. If they do get a transfer to come in that position, then you might be looking at something that's like, oh, this guy you know, might be a little bit more proven or he's supposed to be better. That's something you can look at. Keep an eye on Messiah DeWeaver. That's all I got to say. Keep an eye on Messiah DeWeaver. I mean, we're, we're talking to Pets Bomb here, so, I mean, you, you, you're going to keep your eye on it either way as long as you're following him, but... No, I think that I think that that's definitely been the biggest story of the week, um, without a question. And it's it's kind of what you're looking at. Um, what do you think about Bonamigo's buyout overall, and what he got away or got out with, and how the whole thing went down? I mean, what are 
got any final thoughts on that? I mean, you know what? Guy, guy got his money, and and he's out of here. Not that I don't know. I mean, you you know how I feel on this. We've we've talked about this before. <laughs> I don't know. I think he should have been given one more year, but then I see Jim McAway, and I'm like, shit. Yes, yeah, see, see now, now you see the hire, and it's like, you know, are, are you? Are, do you feel a little bit different as a? As oh, a, as I feel a, way different now. I mean, I, I felt so different before they hired him. I thought they were gonna pull in, you know, Tony and Nice or whatever, and I was like, ah. But yeah, Bono. I mean. It's still, you know, Enjoy I'm still your not sure. Enjoy 34K, my man. Enjoy it, baby. I'm still not completely sure. I, I, I do, I mean, I know, I believe, too, that Jim McElwain will be here for more than a season or two because he understands that he has to build a program. I don't think you go into a situation like this at CMU without understanding that. But if he does end up being a one and done, you're going to kind of wonder, like, okay, now where do we go? Now what do we get? I mean, so th- there he is that. He can't be, though. He I know, can't I know, be. and I, you don't think he will, but there is that possibility, so you do have to think about that. Um, but, you know, if, if that doesn't happen... I don't think that they're going to have anything better than this because he was a special team minded guy. I mean, that's that's what he came from is his background. It wasn't really, I mean, it wasn't really working. He had one good season with a transfer quarterback. That, I mean, really good season or like you know for what CMU was the past you know decade. That was one of their better seasons. Um, and it's just it, it's hard to picture anything better than this when this guy's been around the block so much. You also have to remember McWayne's contract when it comes down to leaving Central Michigan before his contract is up. Not if he gets fired, but if he leaves. He owes CMU $1.2 million. That's if he leaves after this upcoming season. After the next season, he owes $1 million. After that, $800K, $600K, and $400K. So there's a price that comes with leaving CMU, but you got to remember he's making $1.6 million this year due to that $1K that he's getting from the seven, or the, the, the $1 million that he's getting from the $7.5 million Florida buyout that he's still getting getting cashed out for. But still, leaving comes at a price. I don't know if he does it. I, I don't really think he does, but I guess it's one of those things, man. Only time will tell. I would have never been able to guess that Bono would have got fired after the end of this season. So For sure. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't have guessed. No, yeah, and you, you really never can tell that kind of stuff. I think another thing that is uh, kind of interesting is just, you know, like what – Came with the whole Florida comments um, and all that, mm. and you know we, I mean we tried to ask more questions about it, you know at the press conference, but they they kind of told us to keep it CMU based, so that was something Typical. we, had, yeah exactly that was, that was something we had a hard time getting around. But his exact, um, you know he when they when they asked him uh, about the whole thing to elaborate on it, he declined the comment. But his exact quote from the press conference was, "There's a lot of hate in this world and a lot of anger, and yet and and yet there is a freedom to show it." The hard part is obviously when the threats are against you and your own players, the death threats to your families, the or the ill will is what's brought upon out there. Um, I I don't know. I feel like that situation was pretty difficult. I don't know if that's something he would have to experience again here or like have to bring up, but it, it, it is kind of interesting um, when you look into the whole the whole thing and thinking about how that was in his past and that wasn't that long ago. Yeah, all that happening in 2017 when he made the the you know, the alleged death threats and said that that he was being threatened and yeah, I mean that happened. They got blown out by Georgia and then a couple days later he was out of there. That's that's kind of what happens. But I guess, you know, the the reports from ESPN from that was, you know, McElwain and the administration at Florida, their relationship was strained from really the time he came on campus. And the the hope and the thought is for CMU fans is that, you know, th- there is none of that, you know, strained relationship here. And it doesn't look like it because of the past that Alfred has with his new head coach and the way that they were at Alabama together and they so that they enjoyed time together and they, they knew each other really well. I think there's a good relationship there. I think it's small town enough for, for McElwain to strive. And I think he's going to quickly become 
you know, the hero. He's going to be put on a pedestal regardless. That's how football coaches are up here, dude, in Mount Pleasant. Yeah. You're, you're, you're the god of the city. And that's kind of just how it is. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I mean people you, love their football around yeah, here you, no matter you go, what. You go to Florida and there's there's this and that and there's more things to do. There, there's more things to do at the University of Florida than Central Michigan University. I mean, what, what do we got? An Applebee's, a McDonald's, a Wendy's where you get the four for four and, and then you got your football coach. For so sure. like that's, that's kind of the point, though, is it's so small town that this is kind of his chance to to, to be the guy, I mean, like to be the one hundred percent guy, and I think that's going to benefit well for him. I think he he's cool with the attention in a positive manner, at least, and it's gonna gonna bode well for him, for sure. Yeah, and I think I think we like we said, both agree at the hire. I think it's a good hire, and I mean, regardless of that being in his past, don't think it's something that's going to really affect how he coaches here. But nevertheless, they get Jim McElwain is a pretty big week here, um, and that's. And that's just kind of the move. I think everybody's going to pay attention to in the offseason. It makes definitely makes the offseason a lot more interesting um, coming off of a 1-11 season that kind of just wondering what Bonamago is going to be able to do the next year. So it'll be fun to uh, fun to experience it. I'll, I'll be sad that I'm graduated and, you know, won't be around here to cover it. But nevertheless, I got you guys. Yeah, nevertheless, we'll be uh, we'll be we'll be keeping up with it. So thank you guys for listening to Rune and Bold and we'll talk to you guys next time.